In this episode of Novel Predictions, there's just too many men for Allison to handle. Okay, so there's too many men already. Okay, so what do you mean by too many men already? Yeah, so there's too many men in that there's two men interested in her. That's what I mean by that. predictions. I'm Kales and I reread Sense and Sensibility this month. And I'm Allison and I'm reading it for the first time. Yes, we picked a classic. And by we, I mean me. Yeah. Uh, I picked a classic this time. So welcome to Novel Predictions. This is a podcast uh, where uh, myself, Kales, and my friend Allison say hi. Hello. Yeah. We basically pick a book that the other one has not read and we try and make the other person predict things the plot all of, of the it. book the whole all thing. of the things the whole things so we have uh questions that we help to guide them through um and it's really fun and hilarious so this is the predictions episode which is like part one of the month and then part two uh the second episode is the review and after we finish it to see how right or how wrong the other person is uh, if this is your first time joining us thank you welcome hi new listener Welcome back, old listeners. We love you. Thank you for rating us five stars on iTunes or wherever you listen. Um, we really appreciated it and giving us a rating. And Allison, do we have a promo thing going on right now? We do. If you rate and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher or whatever, as long as you leave us a rating or a review, you can get some free swag. So I designed some bookmarks and some stickers, and I will mail them to you if you DM us a picture of your review. It's pretty simple, and you get free stuff, and I don't want to brag, but I think they're pretty cool. Woot! They're pretty cool, actually. I'm, I'm, I quite like the new logo, um, and the bookmarks are pretty awesome, too. I actually, um, when I was working an event this weekend, I was uh, talking us up to one of the authors that were at uh, the event that we had, and she took a bookmark because she thought it was a really cool idea. Yay. So, yay. Um, but yeah, so this month we're reading Sense and Sensibility. It's February. I thought reading a romance was appropriate. Um, but since Allison is a, a big fan of romance, I, I was hard-pressed to find one she hadn't read. And I thought, oh my God, let me go back to Jane Austen. Because, and I learned this and I realized in our past conversations that I have not read Emma. That is correct. I knew it. Allison, you're right. You're right. Allison has read Emma. I have not read Emma. <laughs> and, but I know this, here's the thing about Jane Austen. I know these stories so well, I feel like I've read them. Right. So whatever. But we're reading Sense and Sensibility, which I know I have read. So that's fine. <laughs> um, that one I'm for sure I've read. Um, and I picked this book because that, that was really the main reason. Um, and Pride and Prejudice is too obvious and too much in mainstream culture that I like knew you had seen some something yeah, of it. I've you seen know what I mean? one of the movies, probably the one with Keira Knightley. Yeah, probably. And it was just like, okay, I can't do that one because it's too obvious. I'm not going to pull Mansfield Park or Northanger Abbey out of nowhere cause, or Persuasion because those are not as popular. So I was like, let's go for the second popular one. Of Sense and Sensibility. And I so. I literally know nothing. Like, I know that Jane Austen wrote Sense and Sensibility, and that's the end of my knowledge about this book. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, I, I don't... I think that is the most ground zero we've ever gone into with a book. I think so, too. I, I don't think... But yeah, thinking about the, the, the books, I don't think we've gone in with so little knowledge. Yeah, and I all I know going into this is it's a book by Jane Austen... It's presumably a romance because Jane Austen wrote romance. And the book I have has two women on the cover. So, yes. And I, I don't think it's a lesbian romance because it's Jane Austen. I wish it was. It that would be great. You know, what, you know what? That would be really cool. There has been a lot of Pride and Prejudice retellings like Lizzie and Darcy, which is two women. Um, there's another one that I know of that's a Pride and Prejudice retelling that is two women. I don't know one of two men, though. That'd be cool. If there's a two men retelling of Pride and Prejudice, can you tweet that at me? I would appreciate that. Um, yeah. But there's so many retellings of Pride and Prejudice. It's, like, set in the Stone Age. And uh, um, Izo Adobe... No, what's her name? 
she wrote American Street. Oh, I could spell it, but I can't say it. Yeah, I apologize in advance, but she wrote one called Pride. Um, oh, right. That's her? I didn't yep. realize that was the same author. Mm-hmm. And then there's so many. There's one with dragons called, like, Heart and Dungeons or something like that. Well, there's the yeah. zombie one. I mean, there's a million of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're coming in with Zilch. Very, yeah. I, like, literally. I, I so started then, reading this, and I was like, oh, actually, it's funny. So the, the main character's last name is... Dash- Dashwood. Dashwood. Mm-hmm. And I recently read a Tessa Dare novel called uh, Lord Dashwood Missed Out. No shit. And it was really good. And so I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's referencing this. Like, I don't think it is. But no, that's like- Lord Dashwood's dead. Lord Dashwood is dead. Right. But I mean, there's a current Lord Dashwood. Anyway, yes, anyway. The, the half brother. Right, but um, but yeah, like the first time I read their name, I was like, oh, "Is this gonna relate to the romance novel I've read?" And then you know, absolutely not. It did not. But that's hysterical. I love that was that my only that point. You were of like, reference. yes. Um, no, that's that's fantastic. So, what do you think then? I'm really scared because I don't fucking know. I feel like I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know why you're scared. Like, then. I don't think I'm gonna have good predictions oh i was just asking like your opinion on the book i um okay like, what, what, we've read because i gave her because here's the thing jane austen writes really short fucking chapters and she writes in volumes so um it's like volume one two and three because three act structure and i gave allison 10 chapters this time because they're literally like a page and a half yeah so it was um, 50 and six we wouldn't pages. have even met any men it was like mr dashwood's dead and then um, Mr. Dashwood dies, and then the girls get have no money. Right. Like, that's that would have been the end of that. Yeah, they wouldn't have even, like, found a place moved. to live. Yeah, they wouldn't have moved yet. Yeah. It would have so... been like, Fanny's a bitch. Um, <laughs> I love that her name is Fanny. Yep. <laughs> what the fuck? And Mansfield Parker names Fanny, too. Oh, my God. Maybe she had a friend named Fanny or a friend of me named Fanny. Okay, let's be real, though. Jane Austen in Pride and Prejudice names the most perfect, most beautiful character who's, like, in the entire story. What does she name her? Jane. So what are you going to do? Yeah. It's it's just recycled. Um, Yeah, so I... Okay, so it's classic. Um, The English is not modern English, obviously. No. So it, it definitely took me, like, brain power to read it. Right? It does. It really... It's, like, translating... It, it almost is like translating into a different language. Like you yeah. can read it, but you have to suck yourself into it. You, you can't, this is not a light read. Right. And it's actually really interesting because I read a lot of historical fiction, but it's so interesting to see the contrast between the language used for historical fiction and the language used for books that were actually written in like contemporary. Oh, yeah. This book's written like 1816 or something like that. Yeah. So this, I think your book, yeah, is old. It's it's written contemporary to the time period it's writing about. So yes. that is really interesting to me because I do read a lot of historical romance like set in this exact era, but the contrast between the language academically is very interesting. Anyway, so, but beyond the language, I actually found myself laughing out loud a few times. Um, I have my hands in the air in like a victory because that's yes, Jane Austen's so funny. It's so funny. It's so funny because there's so, so much sass. Snarky, yes. Like they're so mean and in but in the most backhanded like dainty lady way. Yeah. And the fucking um, matron aunt or whatever. Yeah. Who is like talking about sex and like trying to scandalize the girls. I'm obsessed with she her. She is and, like, fucking hilarious. I'm convinced. Here's my thing. I'm convinced that when people do stage adaptations or film adaptations of this, if they don't get her right, the whole thing's down the drain. Yeah. Like, they just fuck it up. Yeah, I really hope that she's a more, like, she's a consistent character throughout because she fucking cracks me up. Yeah, she's great. She's so, oh, God. She's good. Yeah. And even in this first little bit, you probably only get, like, three real full chapters of her right now. Yeah, no, and- I don't get very much. There was, like two or three scenes that she's in yeah and then but she makes the best impression yeah i was like you're amazing yeah like the first line about her is something about her being ridiculous and then no, she, she wants talking. to be a matchmaker yeah so that's that's her whole shtick is that she had one daughter charlotte who she married off 
and oh, has grandbabies. Yeah, and then it was like it made, she's now made it her like goal to yep. marry off every other like eligible, eligible young lady. <laughs> young lady. Mm-hmm. So she yeah. <laughs> So it's really hilarious. Yeah. Um so I yeah, love she only had one daughter. I love that. Um the whole scene with Mr or Lord Dashwood, like the current one, and his wife where he's like such a fucking bitch about the money yeah yeah i was just like dude you need to get it together your wife is super manipulating you and you are such a baby right now Oh, he's a patsy he is a patsy. it was ridiculous john dashwood is like i don't want like you know i don't want to make the like oh you're being controlled like don't let your wife like control you whatever but she is purposefully manipulating you and you're just like oh well it's easier for me. So I'll just go along with what you're saying instead of taking care of my family. And right. Exactly. It was so, it was so well done because it like his, his like degradation of character happens in like yes. three pages in, yes. of dialogue. And you're like, wait, stop. No, what are you doing? <laughs> like, well, he's like, this is enough to feel virtuous, and I feel generous, and like this is great. And then every time he talks to Fanny, it's like just keeps and I'll lower, give them, lower, oh, okay, and we'll, lower. We'll do half, fifteen hundred pounds. No, they're your half siblings, which might as well not be blood. And it's like totally a Malfoy reference. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like oh. fifty pounds a year. Oh, let's just give them some furniture. Wait, I like this furniture. Let's give them nothing. Exactly. <laughs> And it's like, oh, my other favorite was like, we'll give them 50 pounds for er, like 50 pounds each for no, no, no. For every year that their mother stays alive. And it was like and she's like, she could live to be forever. And that doesn't work. And I love how she uses the sun against him. Yeah. Like, you don't want to ruin our poor son's fortunes. This whole podcast is going to be us doing terrible British accents. And I apologize right now, but I don't even fucking care because you have to do it. It doesn't work otherwise. You can't Americanize it without like changing the whole thing. So it's like, you don't want our poor son to be um, deprived of part of his fortune. Right. That's great. Yeah. Well, and I loved when she said- Young Harry. I literally read this out loud to Nate because I loved it so much when she was like, when you like set up an annuity for someone, they tend to live a lot longer. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, that is the like most cruel logic I've ever. ever heard. But yeah, so that part was great in like a horrible way. Like I was really mad at him, but also she was yeah. an incredible manipulator. So overall, I'm really happy and excited to read the book. I think it's going to take a lot more focus than other books we've read. Right. But I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm interested to see where it's going because I don't feel strongly about my like predictions. Yeah, I want to ask you what you think of the sisters, um, because those are obviously our heroines, right? And I I just want to what are your impressions of them, and then I want to get kind of that and then dive into um, our prediction questions. But just what are your thoughts? Because that's the other reason I love this book so much, um, is there's a focus on sisterly relationships. Jane Austen does a great job of it in general. Pride and Prejudice, there's five sisters, you know. Yeah. Fanny has a whole issue where she doesn't have sisters and she's like adopted and then there's you know it it's it's a it's a thing. Um you know Emma in her own way tries to create a sisterhood, but the most iconic I think Emma has are sisters. She has sisters, but she tries to like corral people like she makes her own people um by controlling them. Anyway, Emma and I have issues. I'm probably more like <laughs> Oh, this fictional I character do. and I are going to have words. No, we we do. Well, cuz that's the thing is that okay, so I'm so nerdy in that my friends and I in college named all of our ex-boyfriends oh after God. Jane Austen villains so we wouldn't have to reference their names. I and love then that we assigned so yeah, it's like it's basically it, you could turn that into a YA novel. Yeah, and and then we though proceeded to choose. We did it based off of like who our main Jane Austen heroine is, like who sure. is most related to us. Right. And they gave. I won't tell you, but they gave me Eleanor. So okay, so I I, yeah. I got the Jane Austen villain for for Sense and Sensibility, whereas other ones got it for Northanger Abbey and Pride and Prejudice. And um, and so um, it's 
it's funny to me to be reading this and I'm like, you know, sometimes I think I'm more of an Eleanor. No, really, I'm more of an Emma. Am I really Elizabeth? I don't know what this is. You know, and it's like, you, you, I don't know. When you've read all of them or at least know the stories, because admittedly I've not read Emma and I have not read Persuasion either, um, then you start to think about these things. So, yeah. So yeah. in terms of the sisters, um, it became clear to me in the course of my reading that the sense and sensibility is Eleanor is the sense and um, Marianne is the sensibility ding 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 yay i did it we have a winner (laughs) i did it um we're done we can go home now this episode's over what's the next book for march (laughs) no we're good um but yeah so and i think it's i think they're trying to be pretty heavy-handed with that at the beginning um to you know set them apart from each other and kind of set up this dichotomy of romantic plot line like well, not only that, but let's set up the classic dichotomy of sisters. You know what I mean? Look at Elsa yeah. and Anna. I'm just using classic, like a reference that's modern right now. And it, it's you see it all the time. I mean, hell, my sister and I, <laughs> like it's just, you see it a lot. So it's it's common and it's it's fun to track it all the way back to Austin and beyond. Yeah. Well, and so I, I like them both. Um, I think it's really interesting how very different they are in their preferences for how the world should work, but also how supportive they are towards each other. Like, I feel like they've, tr- at least so far, they've tried pretty hard to see the world from each other's point of view for their sister, not for them. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. To understand one another. Right. To be like, okay, well, I think you're going to be in a relationship with this person and I get why you would like them, like not disparaging those things. Um, which is good. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some tension there eventually, but I think that their dynamic right now is is pretty loving. Um, Very much so. I'm. I just don't know about the men. Um, and well, I, do we want to get into that? Yeah, I guess we should. All right. Well, you know what? Do you want me to? I can go in a different order do from it, our questions you normally. Think makes sense. Well, because if I start with our first question, which, as you know, listeners, um, we have a series of questions that we kind of start off of. It's our spine um, that we branch off of, and then we'll ask additional questions. um, But these are the ones that we ask pretty much every predictions episode. And the very, very first one that we always do is, does the main character fall in love? And Allison's like, I don't know about the men. So let's save that one for maybe even last, because it's like the point. So yeah. All right. Well, then let's let's go to what tropes do you think you'll see? Okay. So there's too many men already. So I okay. think there's going to be like a red herring lover, if that makes sense. Okay. Like one of them is going to like we're going to think they're going to end up with one person, but then in reality, it's going to be the other the other. Okay. Man. So what do you mean by too many men already? <laughs> okay. Well, there's. Um, I mean, you, I'll help you with the names. Yeah, there's but, Edward. Yep. And there's which is Fanny's brother older brother right and he and uh eleanor had something kind of going before yep but now he hasn't come and seen her so we're like yep we're in a limbo and we're like what the fuck yeah and then there is the old guy what's his name colonel brandon colonel brandon who is 35 years old and i would also like to just point out year old yeah pretty much so here's here's the thing you need to. You gotta. Okay, I know. It's, I, I knew I this was. Know it's historically. Yeah, I know. I was like, you gotta go into this because if you I look know. at it that way, it's Brandon's thirty-five. Um, Eleanor's nineteen. Uh, Marion's seventeen. Marion's seventeen. Margaret's thirteen. And um, the mom is forty. Right. And forty something. And then what's his name? And the, then the Edward one is twenty-five. Willoughby. Willoughby's 25 yeah. and Edward is like 26 or 27. I think 27, He's somewhere in there. Yeah. 27. So you need to just I, forget I that they're teenagers. But the problem is you can't forget that they're teenagers they because act like they teenagers. act like teenagers. <laughs> yeah. So I do understand because I'm a historical romance reader that yes. like somebody 18, a woman who's 18 marrying a man in his like early or mid thirties is not unheard of in this time period, even though in the book already they're like, he's old. Yeah. Marianne 
bashes on him yeah. being 35. Can you believe that? She just goes to town well, on him being she's 35. 17. I probably wouldn't. If I was 17, I would also be like, ew. I know, but it's also kind of funny yeah. to think that it's 35 and she's like, he's old yeah, like he's and 60. he's got arthritis. Yeah. Yeah. So there's too many men in that there's two men interested in her. That's what I mean by that. Oh. Oh, okay. Like, I got it. Like, there's no clear, full, like, obviously there's one for one. Okay. So I don't remember what question I was answering. Oh, tropes. Um, tropes. So I think. So basically you're telling me a love triangle. That's what I'm hearing from you. I don't know that it will be. I don't know. I always want. I don't know. Love triangles. I guess. I guess. I guess love triangle. Yeah. Because. I don't know. You just said there were two guys pining after Marianne. So that to me is love yeah. triangle. Yeah. I think, I think that's already happening. I don't think that's okay. like a. But Gonna at the happen. same time, I also have this sinking suspicion, and this is probably wrong, and it will be like go down in podcast history as the worst prediction. But oh, honey, d- no! <laughs> but I've already done that. I think I've claimed that. But go ahead. Um, I also have this sinking suspicion that Edward is also into Marianne, and not Eleanor, and so there's going to be like a third fucking player in this game, and then poor Eleanor is going to be like cool. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture Eleanor being like, cool. And you because you know, because she's described as not like outwardly not expressing her emotion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And but like you, you would be like one of those like a SpongeBob or inside out moments where it's like cool on the outside and their head is exploding <laughs> right. and on fire. Exactly. So that's like another. So I think there's just too many. There's too many male players in this game for it to be easy. Yeah. Um, Jane Austen's good at that. Yeah. So convoluted. Um, at definitely a love triangle, if not a square. And. Or like a pentagram, oh, a God. star with poor little Eleanor up over here. It's like a, it's like a, it's like the big dipper and she's the tail. Oh um, no. That's so poor sad. Eleanor. <laughs> poor Eleanor. Um, There's a lot of poor Eleanors. I also, and I also think that it's going to be one of those. I don't know if this is a trope that has a name. I feel like we make up a lot of tropes on this podcast, but we do um, where there's like the three siblings and one of them is just like an accessory piece that has no part in the story. Yes. Like Peggy yeah. and Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's Margaret. I think she's just like the little sister who doesn't matter. <laughs> she's there. So there's a round number of three sisters. <laughs> no, but what? I love that. I love. I'm. I'm sorry. Do you know? What I it, you, love. That's that, a true. You know, I know. It exact, happens all the no, time. No, I fucking know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Just like the annoying little sister that's just there. Yeah. yeah and I then got you, you forget about them, and you're like, oh shit, there's a yeah. third one. And Peggy. Yep. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, I like that. Also, what about anything in the future with with the aunt or the mom or mm-hmm. is there anything else that or any any type of person any archetype. That we're going to see in the future? Well, we already have the, like, salacious matron-aunt person. Yes. Which I'm in love with. Um, She's fan-fucking-tastic. And we have the, like, well-meaning but dumb as a box of rocks, uh, like, benevolent lord. Yes. Uh, (laughs) um, I think... I just don't know if there's going to be very many more characters added to this story. Or if we're kind of there. Um, there might be another woman, another single woman who's um, kind of the like anti-heroine. Um, okay. To to add more romantic tension, somebody okay. who maybe they think their love interest all of a sudden is interested in this person, even though they're not, and it's all. Uh, oh, I also think, in terms of tropes, there will be the we're not talking about this, so therefore everyone's going to be angry because they don't understand what's going on trope. Yeah, and they're not communicating. Yeah, the miscommunication of essential information trope. Nice. That's in most The, the books, Shakespeare but... trope. That's yeah. the Shakespeare... Yes. Shakespeare missing letter trope. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. We did, you know what I want? Eventually, I want to go back and listen to all of the tropes we've made up names for, like, and write them down. Yeah. Like, our made up name, like the Shakespeare missing letter trope. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. And then, um, is there a mentor... I don't know. How- and I know this is not like hero's journey typical, right. but you know, we've, we do have women in a, an upper level society. There's, you know, it, it, you as a reader of historical romance, um, 
know that there's often like beneficiaries or, you know, uh, again, wealthier up to do women or maybe a married woman that takes them under their wing or, uh, you know, is there someone like that maybe? Or are these girls just like 100% on their own? I think there might be someone who is going to nudge them, maybe both of them, um, to a more middle ground place from their like sense and sensibility, you know, like high, oh, yeah. high emotion versus high logic um, standpoints. There's probably, probably an older married woman. I kind of wish, and I know this is not, well, I'm going to guess it's not true, but I kind of wish it was like a, uh, somebody who wasn't high society necessarily, like a demimonde, like, um, oh yeah, like an opera singer or something. Yeah, <laughs> um, somebody who is a lady of the world. Um, I don't think that's what it's going to be, but that would be ideal in my brain. Who's going to nudge both the sisters to? Um, she's going to nudge Eleanor to have more passion and and express her emotion and and go for what she actually wants, and nudge uh, Marianne to think with her brain a little bit and and less with her heart and not worry so much because Marianne I think has a line in the first few chapters of the book that says basically um unless a man has like perfectly aligned with all of my tastes he's not good enough yeah she's very um she she has high standards not as high as Darcy is noted for but marianne has a, a very specific type right and she's very you know, she, attached to it like she if there was yeah. any deviation from like it like in the yeah there's um there's a great scene which is not exactly portrayed in the book it's a small section where edward is reading aloud and marianne is like oh dear god please stop yeah. because there's no yeah because he's not reading pa- with passion exactly and yeah. so there's a really in the movie adaptation i remember with emma thompson and um uh, Kate Winslet. So a young Kate Winslet plays Marianne and Emma Thompson plays Eleanor. Uh, she's begging Edward to, she's like, she literally stops him and goes, no, you're doing it wrong. You need to do it this way. And she like takes it with him. And the guy, <laughs> Edward is like trying to copy her inflections and it's really a hilarious scene, but it, it's a great characterization of Marianne who wants more than anything so that's why like when willoughby comes in and is like oh my god i have i love the sonnets and we have the same things that we like that's why he hits the mark for her he's not boring right and i think that that's i think that he yeah in terms of her who she's going to end up with i think that that he's too close to her current position without any character growth and so therefore he's not going to be the one she ends up with fair so and we'll get into that in a little bit too um who's going to wait oh go ahead so in terms of mentor probably yes an older woman not an elderly woman but like an older woman who knows more of the world um who's going to die i don't know i don't know if someone is gonna die maybe they'll die maybe one of the suitors will die that would help (laughs) (laughs) yes allison kill them all (laughs) I mean, like, there's too many of them. Do you um, think there'll be more suitors? God, I hope not. Well, wait, my current thought philosophy okay, is that and they're it- all into Marianne, so maybe we need another one for Eleanor. Fair. Totally fair. Um, um, no, no, but, but can I phrase it this way, too, is, like, we've already had a death right. that is the catalyst for this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Do you think that death or even like a severe illness or a, um, something to that nature will, you know, propel something else forward? Yeah. Like as a device? Or do you think it's something that she like used that card in the beginning already and is like, no, we're really just going to be like happy hunky dory and we're all going to be like, like a French comedy going through the doors and Shakespeare missing love letters. Like, do you think it hits a deeper place or do you think it stays at this level? Cause we already, cause you know, they talk about, you know, uh, Edward definitely scolds Fanny and is like, they just lost their mother or their father mm-hmm. and like, be nice bitch. Yeah. Like that's how that goes. <laughs> and, and you know, we hit a serious place to begin. So I don't know. What do you think? 
I could see it getting not like another death type in that like deep way, but maybe a near death experience for one of the characters can like, you know, reveals the actual like romantic intention and of somebody else. I like that. Like this is an example that I don't think will happen, but is an example of that situation or like a, uh, one of the girls falls in the lake and is like (coughs) drowning. No, I got you. And the man who has been resisting the relationship for whatever reason for so long can't stand to like watch this whatever and jumps in and saves her and they have like a romantic moment of connection after he saves her life kind of thing and i mean yeah, that actually fair. already happened i now that i just thought it. it i wasn't good i mean i was gonna bring up that she did it, but it wasn't here's the it thing. wasn't, it near, wasn't death. near death no that's what i'm saying is that it was again she rolled her fucking ankle yeah like what Marianne? But it was raining, and she's wet, and <laughs> she's he picks running her up, and she's running down the hill. I did and- like that part where they were like, "It's such a good excuse to like do away with propriety and be able to run." Yes. Um. So maybe I, again in the movie, there's a really like oddly sensual scene where he like checks out her ankle to make sure it's not broken and it's like so funny to watch kate winslet's face as he like removes her shoe (laughs) and like rubs her foot you know because like Uh, they don't they're not gonna like mash faces in the middle of this movie like that's not what's gonna happen but the fact that he's touching her ankle and he's like i took the privilege of of testing the bone to make sure nothing is wrong yeah well so maybe there will be the most sensual foot rub ever (laughs) Oh man, that would be nice. Um, yeah, but it's in the middle of the rain. They're just like that's making, true. they're like in a muddy fucking field. He didn't Margaret's even take standing her there first. No, oh, what a dick. Well, not in the movie. Like, it, well, and Margaret's like twelve in the movie. She's like she looks younger, and so she's like this twelve-year-old looking on to them having like foot fetishes with like sex <laughs> eyes. It's weird. Oh man, I love the movie. Foot Don't get me play. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, great. So maybe, so, so maybe so, there will be a scene that brackets that. So that scene, you know, she does something dumb, rolls her ankle. He comes in and kind of like without her express permission, sweeps in and does this like valiant thing. But it doesn't seem, I mean, they don't know each other. So there's not a lot of like, you know, connection and right in power in that scene he's just hot right he's just attractive so maybe there'll be a bracketing scene with her not him though i think it'll be somebody else where something similar happens but you have you have that connection and maybe a previously repressed attraction instead of overt attraction um as a as a bookend Perfect. I am wanting to go so English student right on this right now. I'm just so excited for the review. Okay. Um, let's go with our next question, which is, what is the twist? And I'm going to change this for a Jane Austen novel okay. and you historical romance fan. What is the scandal? Mm. It always is there. Yeah. And you know it is. Yeah. So it's not what's the twist, what's the scandal? That's what I want to know. Which in Jane Austen and historical romance is the twist. You know but what? like, what's the scandal? I think I know what it is. I'm, Ooh, I feel confident. Done, 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 done. Okay, do it. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I think that Eleanor elopes. <gasps> what? I think Eleanor elopes because she's the one that's all logical and whatever, and she's going to grow as a character, and she's going to fall in love with someone, and they're going to elope because it's not something she would do at the beginning of the book. It's something Marianne would do. I think. So then, okay, so then wait, 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 wait. If we're balancing them out, what is something that Marianne's going to do that's Eleanor-like? I think Marianne is going to see the merits of somebody who is not her current ideal. Like, she's going okay. to change her opinion about what she needs in a mate from somebody who shares all of her exact passions to somebody who is loving and has passions of their own they don't have to match hers okay yep yes no i understand i was thinking it through mm-hmm. okay um so 
I'm going to ask, though, then what are the consequences of uh, of Elaine's elopement? Elaine. Eleanor's <laughs> elopement. Because, you know, the yeah. scandal comes about two-thirds of the way through. What's this, what's, what are the consequences or, like, what's the aftermath of that look like? I think Marianne is, like, in <clears throat> some kind of, you know, formal-ish relationship with one of these men. Um, then Eleanor elopes, and because of propriety, that man breaks off that relationship. Oh, shit. And then, devastated, uh, Marianne seeks solace with the person she'll actually end up with. Nice. Boom. Okay. Ha. Okay. <laughs> You're struggling uh, so hard right now. I've had this is why we do these remotely. <laughs> so like I'm I'm flapping. This is how anxious I am right now. Okay. So okay. <laughs> um okay. So the other question I want to ask that's under the same like what's the twist umbrella is do any of the gentlemen have a secret? And if so, what is it? Like in their past. Oh. I'm sure they all do. Um, do you want to take a guess at any of them? I think, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's, I'm gonna lead you and say that men have the secret because the women were getting a very um, clear, open, honest view of them yeah, through the narrator. I, yeah, I think that's so it, pretty clear that they, yes. we, they're open books right now. Yes. Um, so Jane Austen is rather kind to most of her heroines, which I appreciate actually. <laughs> I do too. Um, okay, so I think Edward. Something's going on with Edward in terms of his current. Yeah, can we talk about the connection. dick right now? That's like not writing Eleanor back. Well, he <sighs> doesn't like Eleanor. I'm telling you, he is. He's into Marianne because there was a there was like a single line in the book already that Eleanor says something about getting the feeling that maybe he wasn't paying her specific regard and that it might have been towards Marianne. So right there, I remember that line. Yeah, so I'm going with it because she's smart. So <laughs> I think she really is. I think Edward was kind of accidentally in this connection with Eleanor. Didn't really mean to to lead her in any, any specific direction. Um, was probably relieved when they moved, and as an excuse to stop the the accidental like relationship right um so that's why he's not writing but then at some point he's going to come into the picture again and either make it clear that he's interested in marianne or still be kind of be bumbling and not like make that's going to become another um if we could all just talk plainly this would be a lot easier situation yes so I think that's why he's not writing because he didn't act, wasn't actually into her. Okay. Uh, he just kind of was like, oh fuck, now they think that I like her, and damn it, I can't do anything about it because I'm kind of shy and and I don't know how to articulate myself super well. So what about what about any of the other gentlemen? Um, what's the handsome one's name? Willoughby. Willoughby. Oh my god, it's a terrible name. Um, right. <laughs> they don't have the greatest name. I mean, I love that we call one. Edward, even though he is, um, that's what they call him, Ferris. I know, but his in his it's Mr. It's Ferris. Ferris is Mr. Ferris. But he, they call him Edward the whole time, so I know. Well, it's because of Margaret, but regardless, because she has no formality. But um, yeah, so he's he's got some shit going on. Willoughby, yeah, I think that he's um gonna because he's set to inherit Lady Adams' estate only if like at her she dies and gives it to him. Yeah. Right. She has to give it to him, but right now he's set to have it. Ooh, ooh, okay. So, I got something. So, okay. <laughs> I, I, I figured that's what the ooh, ooh, oohs were. So, maybe um, what's going to happen is I think that he's actually a pretty selfish person, probably. He doesn't have, okay. even, he may not have like some deep, dark secret, but I think that he isn't a great dude. He's just a dick. Yeah, he's that's just what you're kind saying. of a like grade A dick. Um, great. But I think. That he and Marianne are going to have, like, an understanding, you know. Um, and then, <laughs> that's what they call it. 
And I know it's exactly what they call it. <laughs> and then what's what's making me geek out right now is the fact that like you, even though you've never having read in Austin, you still like know enough well, about. I read so the many historical romances that it's making me giggle so hardcore right now. I read so many historical romance novels. Like I probably read fifty last year. I know that's crazy. Um. Anyway, anyway sorry. Go so ahead. They're gonna have some kind of understanding, and then Eleanor's gonna elope, and in order to inherit he's gonna have to like he's gonna have to call off the understanding because his mom's not gonna give him any money if he marries someone who's disreputable okay um so then and then wait the old guy colonel brandon he's he's world he's old is that gonna be his that was you i was on the tip of your tongue I was. you were about to be like he's old and that's his deep dark fucking secret <laughs> bullshit he probably like I don't know. Didn't they mention it? Haven't they mentioned it? A secret? I thought... No, I no, not a secret. They, but they talked about his past, didn't they? I think they did, but I don't remember what they said. It was something like... He's in love. He was in love with another young girl. And, um... Fuck it. Fine. I'll just tell you. If you're gonna get it soon enough. You... you I, 99... Hold on. I have the book. I, I have like, to look. Yeah, he's been, like, spurned or something. Yeah. And so... Yeah. Um... Because he was in love with the servant girl. Oh no, they definitely haven't told me that yet. Oh fuck. But well, okay, that's fine. But that's okay. It doesn't change so, my predictions. I already kind of discounted him. No, it's fine. It's it's okay. So, but essentially, I'm not going to tell you the whole story. But he, you, it has been revealed to you that he has been, um, uh, without love for a while, and he right. loved another, and yeah. it didn't work, and so he. That's why he's a bachelor. Well, like that yeah. was and why he's 35 and single. So. Like, right. something's going on there, obviously. Right. Um, either he was in love with another woman or, you know, if I got my way, he would be secretly gay. Um, but he's, I don't <laughs> I'm think sorry. So. I gotta, I'm going to be honest with you right now. There is no LGBTQ friendly in Jane Austen. I know, because this isn't a historical romance. It's a nope. contemporary romance for the time. Yep. Um, if it was a historical romance, he would probably be secretly gay, at least for the authors I read. I'm okay with that. And then we would someday get a novella about him and his amazing f- love. But sure. I digress. Um, yeah. So I think that they've all got something going on. I think uh, Willoughby's secret is that he's a dick. Fair. <laughs> um, and he cares more about his money and his society, societal connections than any woman. Um, Edward, I think his secret is that he was not actually ever interested in Eleanor and yeah the other guy okay he was and then colonel brandon in love with someone yeah i love how you just keep calling him the other guy yeah i'm over him um okay so now we're gonna go back because i'm gonna skip the question of why is it from the mc's perspective because it's like they're her heroines fuck off like that's what it matters that doesn't care so we're gonna go back now and it's not not gonna be they don't need to be special no exactly do the main characters fall in love we know the answer is yes because it's a jane austen fucking novel so here's your question: mm-hmm. Who do they fall in love with? Okay, um, I think Marianne. Actually, who do they end up with? Yeah. I should say because yeah. they might like fall in and out of well, love. Who do they end up with? That's How does that work? Already clear in my predictions. Okay, so do it. Go. Marianne falls in love and ends up with Edward. Okay, that's what I'm saying. That's my call. And okay, Eleanor. I think Eleanor might elope with the old man colonel brandon yeah but okay i mean unless she ends up with somebody i haven't met yet okay that's fair and which you can you can do that you can say unknown dude i think if it's it's either unknown dude or colonel brandon okay um i want to ask this though Mm -hmm. because eleanor clearly has feelings for edward yeah well if edward's does she i well I mean, she, like, kind of does, but I don't think... Because she keeps saying, like, she's so hesitant about it. Okay. Well, then, okay. I will phrase it this way, then. I was going under the assumption of, like, that's what we've been introduced to at this beginning. Like, that's what everybody thinks. Yeah. But saying that Eleanor has feelings for Edward, how is she going to react if when... Oh, because you said she gets eloped. She's going to elope first. Yeah. Okay. That fixes that. I was going to say... 
how do you think she's gonna deal when Marianne and Edward end up together? Yeah, I think, um, but she's, she's gonna, already she, gone in your prediction. Yeah, she's gonna fall fall actually in love with someone else, and yeah. be fucking gone. Oh, you don't even know. Okay, I don't know. I don't <gasps> no, know. These predictions what... are probably terrible, but I'm no, 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 no. They're not. No, they're not terrible. They just make my heart flutter because when you say things like Eleanor falls in love, I know the ending, and it's just like, oh my god, oh my god, it's good. And like, here's the thing, Allison, I gave you Jane Austen. And it's happy. Right. I know. It's so a romance. Like, it has to have happy ever after. It's a romance. It does. So I gave you a book with a happily ever after. So Marianne's going to end up with Edward. Eleanor is going to run away with either Colonel Brandon or some unknown dude we haven't met yet. Because I will tell you, you have not met everybody in the book yet. There are more okay. characters. So yeah, it could be an unknown dude. And like more important players too. I just couldn't give you the whole, like I couldn't. We couldn't go further. Yeah, I think that I think, <laughs> but I wanted you to meet Marianne, Eleanor, and at least three of the men <laughs> that are coming. I think okay. I feel confident that Marianne's going to end up with one of the three men we've already met, and okay. I do think it's Edward. Okay. Um, I am much less confident that we've met Eleanor's person. Perfect. Love it. So there's that. I also anything else you want to add? I also want to say I think. Um, I think there's going to have to be some more drama with the brother and his okay. stupid wife. Okay. Um, just like from a story standpoint, less about the romance, but more about like, cause especially cause Edward is the wife's brother. Yeah. Fanny's brother. So Fanny's older brother. They also have a younger brother, Robert. Okay. Who we have not met yet. You, he's been mentioned. That's the only reason I give it. It's because it's been mentioned that Fanny has two brothers, one older, one younger. Okay. Well, I definitely think there's going to be some drama there because she doesn't like the sisters. So Fanny's such a bitch. Yeah. She's, she's like just super such mean. a bitch. I mean, it's like kind of impressive, like how mean she is. It's great. And I, Austin I, I like writes her. some mean bitches, man. I like her Oof. as a character because I think that she's really going to cause some shit. Yeah. Um, but she is fucking mean. Like, it's just yeah. straight up. Uh, but yeah, so I think there'll be some more drama with that. I don't know. I feel like the wife of the guy who, their cousin, like, yes. whatever her name is. Yeah. I never remember it. Yeah. But I know who you're talking about. The one who only ever, like, has any emotion or happiness when she sees her children. Yes. <laughs> That's, like, her characteristic in the book right now. Um She's, like, weirdly cold to them. So maybe she knows, like, some shit about some shit. Maybe with the guys. Fair. I don't know. I feel like that's going to be a thing. And then I'm just really fucking excited to read more scenes with the matron aunt being like, She's... get it, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She's a meddler, that one. Yeah. And I'm sure she's going to, like, fuck it up. Like, she's going to hide a letter or, like, be like no i want them to end up together so we're gonna try to undermine this other one and then you're like god damn it matron i love you why are you doing this um because she just wants to help but she wants to see everybody happy and she doesn't have a life of her own she's so wealthy and so rich yeah no she's got no clue yeah um i think that's a great way to end it all right i'm super scared to see how i did i really i'm just so excited for you to read this because this is my romance and I am excited to share it with you and I'm excited to see what you think. Um, and I like that you're rather enjoying it so far. It sounds like I am. I just, it's, it's got to take more brain power yeah. and that's hard. It's it feels like I a school to, book, like, d- like sit down and read and not do have anything else on my mind. Which right. is not it's not your normal, easy breezy romance that you can flip through. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, So it is our predictions episode. And every time on our predictions episode, uh, we promo another podcast. And nine times out of ten, it is a literary-based podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is the same for this one. What do you got for us this week? Um, Yeah, so the host, who's the person who's rereading the book, gets to pick it. And that's me this time. And hold on, I'm looking it up. and Because I want to make sure I get it everything right. Okay, so... The, the show that I want to promo this week is called So It Is Told, and it is basically this really funny comedy podcast where this the main host um, brings in other people, usually a comedian, to read old fairy tales. Oh. <laughs> and, like, 
they make fun of them and it, it you discover like the real creepiness and hilarity behind these old fairy tales that we all have only ever really known the Disney vibe version of. Anyway, here's their promo. And so it is told. What it is, everyone. I'm Jacob Meza, the host of the podcast, So It Is Told. Each week, I read a new folk tale or fairy tale with a local comedian and or world traveler. Like your drunk grandma reading a bedtime story, their suspense. Oh my God, they are cannibals. Magic. <laughs> and all around madness. They're birthing hips. <laughs> available on any mainstream podcast directory. F- 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 fresh. <laughs> I also like the fact that it is so it is told, not so it's told. I don't know why, but like that makes me happy. <laughs> makes your little English major heart happy. It makes my little English major heart happy. Well, because and marketing heart too. It like it gives it kind of a punch with the so it is told. Yeah. Um, it's right there. So go ahead and check them out. Um, we love our lit happens, uh, group, and we love being a part of this literary podcast world. And if you love being a part of it too, share the love. Yes. Uh, share this episode. Read along with us. You know you haven't read a Jane Austen cl- classic in a while. Okay. I mean, you know it. And so you you want to pick this book up and you want to read along with us and see how wrong or how right Allison is wrong. and just enjoy. <laughs> don't sell yourself. Don't sell yourself. Don't sell yourself short. You don't know. Um, I guess not. That's why you're reading it. Um, but yeah, so I that's that's my spiel. Rate us, read with us, follow us, share on that your media. Our handle yeah. on Twitter and Instagram is at Novel Prediction. Um, we got some pretty cool content on there, and you can go see our swag that's free if you rate and review us uh, yes. on Instagram. Please, please, please do that. You just did the Instagram like an 80-year-old man. I am an 80-year-old man. It's I've been uh, wearing a mask this whole time. Welcome to Scooby-Doo. Fuck me. <laughs> I, our friendship is a lie. <laughs> All right. With that, I would have gotten away with it, too. If it hadn't been for those meddling kids. <laughs> I'm Kale. And I'm Allison. Bye. Keep making novel predictions. Oh, bye. I forgot our catchphrase. <laughs> bye. <laughs>